you become the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And most people have fucking loser friends who don't do shit with their life, like literally. Everyone thinks like, yo, my parents don't support me, my family doesn't support me, they're always trying to get me to eat shit. It's cause bro, you've been saying you're gonna do it for the last fucking 10 years and you haven't done shit. Every time you don't do what you say you're gonna do, the bitch voice is coming up. You will never find someone more successful than you talking shit about you. Welcome back to Seeking Success Podcast, the number one podcast in, in Toronto. Toronto. Today, we have a very special guest, man. We have Bishel in the house. Let's go. Yes, sir. Man. Thanks for having me. How the fuck does it feel, bro, <laughs> to go from being fucking 350 pounds to being fucking, fucking what, Zeus? Bro, the thing is, like, everyone thinks it. it's like you feel different, but it was such a, for you guys or people watching, it's like, yo, you, it's like a before and after. Right. Yeah. But I was in it for the last two, two, yeah. three years. So it's like, to me, it was just such a slow, gradual grind. Nothing really changed. Fair. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. But how's yeah. the how's the mental like? Like when you're going through that, do you mentally feel like do you, you obviously feel better about yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Feel more confident. How much of a difference was it? Like how how quickly were you able to notice that difference? Yo, see, the thing is, a lot of people talk about confidence as if, like, yo, fat people, they ha they lack confidence because of their looks, right? Which, for a lot of people, that's probably the case. It's sure. like, you know, you don't feel like you're looking the best. People look at you differently, shit like that. But for me specifically, like, I didn't really have that. Like, I was a confident fat kid. But the problem was my lack of confidence stemmed from, like, guilt of not doing the shit that I needed to do. And so mm. even now, like, as great as my life is now... If I don't do things that I said I would do for, you know, a few a few weeks, then I will start feeling lack of confidence. And it's not because I've changed physically at all, you know, like I probably look the same, but it's because I made a promise and I didn't keep it. And so mm. you, you start losing that sense of confidence in your word. And that's that translates to all aspects of your life. And for so sure. it has changed a lot because, bro, in the last... In the last two and a half years, every fucking thing I said I would do, I ended up doing in terms of my fitness, in terms of, and it translates to other walks of life, like my business, my personal life. Like I told my parents, I'm coming home to dinner. I'm going to go home to dinner. It's not mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm not going to make it anymore. I don't feel like it. Or I went out the night before, got lit, and then, you know, was hung over the next day. And so that's the type of things that working on yourself and working on your fitness ended up, ends up translating to other areas of your life. Oh, for sure, for sure. Was, oh, one thing that you said that I really liked was um, the autopilot. When you're talking to Andy Frisella, you're saying, like, when you have these habits in place and you just do them every day, they become autopilot, and it's like it takes out less energy because mm. everyone has the time of day, right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy to blow off, like, especially like a family event or something because mm -hmm. you had a crazy night mm -hmm. out. But it's those little truths you tell to yourself, right? That, that builds it up. And mm -hmm. I could tell, bro, like, even, like, seeing you, like, the way you speak and the way you carry yourself, like, I'm assuming even when you're fat, it was, you don't just fucking change just because, yeah, yeah. you know, you fucking look sick now. It's yeah. just something that's within you. But before we go into your whole fitness journey, we really want to cover the entrepreneur side because it's amazing. We saw you graduate from university, you decide, I don't want to fucking take the job. Then you guys start a bunch of different brands and you guys get to Truewood. Yeah. Like, that's fucking, are you, is that one of the Truewood hats? Yeah, today, we right? actually just dropped these last... Last Wednesday. Sick, yeah. sick, sick. I saw the, the panel. I'm like, yo, is yeah. that a yeah, 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 yeah. So we started Truett back in 2016. Just me and my boy, Ibrahim, in our high school dorm. Or sorry, university dorm. We were just fucking, you know, kids. We don't know shit. Like, we we were studying business. But, like, bro, you realize quickly what you study in school is not what you end up doing in the real world. Oh, right, sure. yeah. And so, yeah, we we ended up starting a, uh, starting a bunch of businesses. We had, like, a 
underwear company. We sold. We were just trying to make money online, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That was the main goal. Right. And so we ended up starting Truewood in 2016. It ended up taking off right away through Instagram. Back when the feed was still chronological, you could do mm. shout out posts. Yes, yes, yes. And so like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but back then, if you were to pay a guy to post on or on their page it would almost be shown to all their followers. Like yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah. seeing everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now it turned into, if you like something a lot more than something else, they'll show you more of this and not show you this shit yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so back then it was really lucrative because you'd pay these guys, you know, like whatever, $500 for a post, you'd get millions and millions yeah. of impressions. Yeah. And then your shit would just instantly get sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until, and then when they switched to, uh, chronological feed and they were no longer showing everyone everything these influencers didn't adjust their prices and so now you're paying the same prices for the fucking 10 percent of what you used to get shown in terms of impressions and so we had to quickly pivot there and get into the whole pay-per-click marketing channels like actual facebook ads uh, google ads and all that stuff we just constantly learn bro and we we bootstrapped this from the start like back then we were drop shipping. Like I'm yeah. not even a lot of people like to lie about that and be like, no man, we were never drop shipping. Bro, everyone <laughs> bro, everyone and their fucking mother was drop shipping yeah, back yeah. in like 2016. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so back then that's how we started our business, but we realized real quick that that is not a way to build a brand. You're just yeah. drop shipping random shitty products. And yeah. for us, it was a way to bootstrap as much cash as possible so we could develop our own things, build our own company, get our own designs manufactured. And so that's what we did. We did the first three months of drop shipping until we collected enough cash to build, to create our own production run, our own designs. We hired a design team to design our products, and uh, we actually flew out to China, worked with our um, worked with our supplier for like a month, and we got shit done. We got Crazy. our su- samples done, and it's been all she wrote since then, man. God, what was that experience like being in China? Yeah, bro, China is the most fucking lit place on earth. Man. Really, it's actually so sick because. They don't really, especially the places we were in, it was like not very touristy. It was like the industrial side of things. And so everyone there, like you were like an anomaly there. So everyone, you were like a celebrity there. You'd get there. We had had a big guy, big black guy with us. He's like huge. And everyone's stopping him to take pictures with him and shit. So it was fucking joke. Yeah, it was actually a dope experience because you don't really realize like how people, other people live, you know? it's like. Cause like I'm not to shit on Europe or all those other countries that people go to and like to tour to, but like it's very similar in the sense to like U.S. Canada culture compared oh, for sure, for compared sure. to like some drastic change oh, like sure. India or Pakistan yeah. or China or something. So I love to see that. So we got to tour around and see all that stuff. Funny story about China, man. So in Shenzhen or sorry in Shanghai, yeah, there's there's a club that pays or doesn't pay that you get free entry free cover free booth free bottles because the the locals like to party with the foreigners and so they charge the locals a lot more and then the foreigners get a free booth and bottles for the whole night and like it's just everything's comped you're blessed the whole night all you can drink you just made every kid watching this book their flight (laughs) to china bro yeah yeah. shanghai bro Bro, that's cap they're gonna come after you we had some great Chinese China trips, man. We went like three three times. Wait, wait. So already. you must really like partying over there. Sorry, say that you again? must really like partying. Oh, over it was. There. Yeah, they actually do it big in like Shanghai. Even in Shenzhen, we found a club. This is actually hilarious. So my brother has got long dreads and shit. Okay. And so we're all going into the club at, in Shenzhen. No one speaks a lick of English in this city, <laughs> like not at all. And my brother 
is like he's he looks like a rapper. So we ended up pulling up Lil Pump on fucking Spotify, oh and we're like, he looks he looks similar to him. Like from from a from a guy who doesn't know who Lil Pump is, you would think he was Lil Pump. <laughs> That's so jokes. And we ended up showing showing the club manager the 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 Spotify, but, and I was like, yo, millions of views, millions of views. He ends up giving us a free booth, free bottles and God. shit. Then we end up uh, we we ended up asking the club manager. I'm like, yo, can he perform? We were trying to get him up on stage. No fucking way. And he's like, yo, we usually got to book him and stuff. And he, he said, nah. But the next day he links us and I guess he figured it all out. And he's like, yo, you guys think you can pay for the booth and bottles and shit? Oh. <laughs> he was like trying to come get us after the next day. It was fucking hilarious. That's fucking crazy, yeah. bro. That's yeah, we should like do that somewhere. God, bro. This is th I think that's what people don't understand. The magic in traveling mm -hmm. and not just going to like a fucking resort or going to fucking downtown LA, like go into these random little pockets yeah, and just yeah. creating stories and memories. Yeah, yeah. Those bro, because you sound like you're a fucking party animal, man. Like, Yo, we used to party a lot, man. Like I, back in university, I was partying three, four times a week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday sometimes. Like it was, yeah. it was crazy. And then we'd go on these trips. We'd be drinking all day. And so like, yeah, that was the life, man. And then like you, bro, you cannot drink recurrently like that and not and be on your fitness grind. Like oh, it, sure. it naturally stops. It naturally like you can't wake up hungover and go to the gym every single day. You might be able to do it one time, one time a week, twice a week, just power through. Yeah. But if you're fucking partying three, four nights a week, you're not powering through three, four nights a week. You know oh, that's sure. just how it is. Yeah, so it kills your willpower, bro. Can yeah. you imagine? The, there are some people that actually do that, right? That actually like I I know some people that like be fucking hammered the next day and they'll still go to the gym. How much does alcohol actually affect gains? Yo, for me, it's not even about, it does affect your gains just because alcohol has a shit ton of calories that are, they say it's empty calories because what happens is your body burns the calories from the alcohol before anything you ate. It's one of the first things I get burned. It's like, it's seven calories per gram. So that's just from the nutrition or like the actual calorie side of things. But from the lack of hydration, the shitty sleep you get from that, Yeah, there's so many added things with that that come with the alcohol side of things that you, you it's just such a bad thing for you to do and so like that's that was one of the great things about the 75 hard program that i was doing is you didn't you were not allowed to drink for 75 straight yeah. days yeah and so you know it feels different because going through starting on a monday not hung over and starting with the momentum of the previous week and you're stacking these wins day after day for 75 straight days because most people work hard Monday to Friday. They go to the gym five times a week. They're eating clean. They're on top of all their shit. And then Saturday hits. They're eating like shit. They're going out. They're partying. They're drinking. They're smoking weed. They're doing whatever they need to do. And then Monday hits. You are you scaled everything you just did back. And you have to build back up from a place you already were the week before. Yeah. And so that is the power of doing something every single day, including weekends for oh, extended for sure. periods of time. Oh, for sure. Cause yeah, because what you're saying is like a almost like a one step forward, two step back yeah, approach, right? Yeah, Which, yeah. Yeah, I can't count yeah. the amount of times that you know myself or other people I know got into that. That is hungover all the time. <laughs> nah, bro. Never, never. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna touch into seventy five hard in a second. But the last business really question I want to ask you: Would you say is university worth it? Honestly, no. I would not put my kids through university, especially in this day and age. Like. Everything you need to fucking learn is on the internet. Mm. The one benefit I would say from university 
is that it gives you the structure, the framework to follow on how to learn things. Mm. So it teaches you how to find the answers you do not know. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. the benefit of university. 100%. Not the actual things they're they, teaching you. Yeah. It's the structure of how to find answers, how to figure things out on your own. Yeah. And even like having to study for a test, like giving you the structure that I need to learn this by X amount of days. If you can somehow build some sort of internal discipline on your own end is like today I'm like, I want to learn to be a photographer. I'm going to take, I'm going to watch these courses and I'm, today I'm going to do five, four hours of this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to do this. If you can build that on your own, then the internet is a fucking endless pool of information. That's mm -hmm. way better than a university professor who's going to teach you that Some outdated shit too. Cause at the end of the day, bro, I'm not to talk shit about professors, but you know what they say is like if you can't do teach so like mm, a lot of the times <laughs> a lot of the times bro these professors are not uh, not to talk shit a lot of them are good professors but most of the time like if if you can actually build a fucking great business why are you sitting there teaching people to build a business when you haven't done shit yourself god that's you know what fact. i mean that's that's very true. i think like because we strongly believe in that too like i dropped out of school within a week right i was like yeah fuck this i think sure maybe past couple of years was a little bit of a debate. Okay, maybe you should go to school, maybe, because entrepreneurship's hard, right? But I think especially now with AI, it's like a fucking no-brainer. Like crazy. anything you want to learn, you literally get and get it like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like the debate's fully over now. Bro, it's fully AI. over. I, I, I just want to piggyback on what you're saying though about the whole, the main thing, because I, I went to college, I graduated as well, and the like the same takeaway I had was, the one thing I learned was I learned how to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. I missed that in high school and elementary school. That was the main takeaway, right? Mm -hmm. The actual content was, you know, yeah, it was some of it's decent, mm -hmm. but I, like that was a big takeaway, right? Yeah, and the thing with university too or any schooling system is they fill it with a bunch of fluff for oh. money. Like, bro, if I'm taking computer science, why the fuck do I have to take a psych course or a yeah. random ass electives <laughs> and pay them thousands of dollars for that course? Yeah. When I, it's not even in the field that I need to even yeah. excel at. Yeah. And so you're wasting a fuck ton of time too. Yeah. Four years, how many courses did you take that were actually related to what the field you were studying in? True. It's a waste of fucking time. If, if it's not like, yo, if it's like a doctor or like a lawyer or some profession that needs some sort of acc accreditation, then I totally am for it. Like you cannot sure. replace, you can't learn to be a doctor online. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. But if it's like things that are like business. I think the best way to learn business is by doing Sorry, it or business. learning from people who have done it. Oh, for sure. Not a professor who's never even fucking started a business's <laughs> life, who's read a couple of books, done a PhD on business, God. who starts teaching about business. <laughs> God. Yeah. No. And okay. And I also want to ask you, because you did the dropshipping drop thing quite successfully because you went on to doing dropshipping to now building a brand, right? What is the difference between you and everyone else, their moms, the fucking, everyone else who fucking just started dropshipping. Why'd you succeed? The difference between me and most people that did dropshipping is that people saw dropshipping as the be all, end all. How do I make money as quick as possible? Mm. And I knew that was not the way. You were, mm. the longer something takes usually results in better end result. Like, yeah. And now we're pushed in society. Everyone's pushing the quick fix, the hack to every fucking thing because no one wants to sit there and put in work. Yeah. And so a lot of people look at drop shipping. They see a bunch of people making a shit ton of money online and be like, yo, I can make 20K in a fucking month. My first month I can make 20K. But it, you're not building anything at the end of the day. You're yeah. just reselling products of other people's. And then when that product dies out, let me find another Next product one. and pop it in, which is great if you want to make money. But you have to co constantly be looking for the next product and you're not really connected 
or passionate about what you're doing anymore. For sure. And so at some point, man, you have to look at the big picture and build and think I want to build something bigger, something that is a brand that people actually fuck with. Cause if you look at large brands like you know gucci or all these big big companies their shirts do not cost that much to manufacture but they're able to sell it for that much because of the cult-like following they have with everything and all and people don't buy a t-shirt just because of the quality they buy for by they buy because of what the company stands for they buy the culture of the company not just the product and so you know that's what it comes down to is how do i build a culture a brand that people fuck with a message that everyone wants to come in on and build a community rather than selling a one-time transaction because everyone knows in business it is the hardest thing is to get the first customer and then if you're not building anything on the back end all you're doing is trying to find a A new new customer customer. a new customer instead of building a community that recurrently buys from you and something like people have made more success of having a thousand fucking diehard loyal fans than any one of these drop shipping companies who have a hundred thousand purchases that are one-time purchases yeah 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 well so where that mindset come from like how did you have that starting off like oh i want to build something as opposed to making a quick buck so growing up man like i was definitely into the self-development space like early on like i was reading a bunch of business books a bunch of like you know just not even just business books like meditation books like the power of now things Mm -hmm. like that best book ever a a bunch of those books so it just got me on the right trajectory and then obviously just looking at like people who have done it like people like andy forsella or you know all these other people that are coming up and it's just like they they end up having an impact on you and you know what they say you are surround you you become the average of the five people you hang out with the most and most people have fucking loser friends who don't do shit with their life like literally and so if you are one of those people who cannot find someone in real life that you can connect with that is the power of the internet that is the power of having everyone at your fingertips like make those people those internet uh or internet sensations or people who are who have actually done it make those your five people that you surround yourself with yeah by through the content that they put out oh for sure and so that that's kind of how i got into the whole space yeah, yeah. should we talk okay. about the yeah stuff yeah, let's, yeah let's jump into that so, side of things let's so. talk about it so on the podcast he himself he said it was very emotional when he saw your transformation video and you obviously look up to him a lot how did it feel hearing that from him knowing that you actually made an impact on him yeah, no, that that was actually, a, so I saw it on Instagram. So when I first posted that slideshow video, he ended up posting a story on his Instagram, like, and he was like crying. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I had like, it's crazy because this guy is like the biggest role model for me right now. And he has the most, he's had the most impact on my life yeah. in the last three years. And so to see that, it like almost felt surreal. And it was like, Bro, like the guy who had the biggest impact on me is acknowledging what I've done, which was like, that was the best feeling ever. Like, mm-hmm. I was on cloud nine for God. real. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, that was crazy because watching that podcast and some of the other podcasts you did, it was a moment for me too where I'm like, damn, like, I felt like that similar story of like, I've, I've always been that chubby kid who struggled losing weight, then gaining it all back, losing weight, gaining it all back. And I always use the excuse of, oh, things are working out for me on, on, on the, the money side so you know maybe i could put the going to the gym later but it was last night i was just watching the podcast i'm like you know what setting my alarm i'm going for a run tomorrow That's and today's lit. a fucking packed day bro we have this we got a next shoot after like fucking packed but i'm like yo i'm gonna go and it's funny my own wife she started laughing she said you know we get to fucking go for a run she's like are you crazy you have a fucking long day tomorrow just relax go like the next day i'm like no nah, no nah, i'm gonna do it 
And even like when the alarm clock rang in the morning, like every inkling in my body wanted to hit like snooze or another mm -hmm. 15 minutes. I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, I'm going to, it's going to be that same loop. And I'm like, got up, fucking brush my teeth. And I was running. And even when I was running, I'm like, I'm just going to, I wanted to beat my last run, which was yeah. four kilometers. So I'm like, yeah. I'll go a little over four kilometers. But after my first K, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, should I just call it 1K yeah, today? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with that. Because when, when you're sitting at home <laughs> fucking under your warm, fuzzy blanket, you're feeling fuck. like you could do some shit. Until you start running out there, oh. and then you're like, fuck. Then your bitch voice starts kicking yeah, in. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. yo, I didn't do this. I've done one kilometer. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that before yeah, in a yeah. long time. Let me do this. Let me, like, it's fuck. good It's good enough. And it's funny the thing you said about your wife, because a lot of people say that, you know, they feel like their family members don't support them in a sense. And that's not the fucking case. Yeah. It's because you have told your wife a hundred so times exactly. that you were going to fucking do something, and you never done it. Exactly. So, People are not going to respect your word anymore. Exactly. In a sense. So they, like, that's why everyone thinks like, yo, my parents don't support me. My family doesn't support me. They're always trying to get me to eat shit. It's because, bro, you've been saying you're going to do it for the last fucking oh, 10 years damn. and you haven't done shit. And so eventually, you know, that all changes when you start keeping your word to yourself. Oh, People sure. will start respecting you when you start respecting your own word. And oh, so sure. it's not that they're trying to pull you down. It's yeah, like yeah. they're just making pokes at it and fun fun at it because that's what you've, that's been, what you've been doing. Yeah, sure. I think they do it subconsciously too. Like they probably don't even realize like yeah. oh, why sure, they're doing sure. it. That's Makes sense, bro. Like because like every fat person has been through this, right? It's like they go through the weight loss journey, and how many times you start one and like fucking you tell everyone, and like day one hasn't even started yet, you know? Mm -hmm. I've done that so many fucking times. Like, Yo, day one starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow comes. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. It's fucking. It works, it's man. fucking horrible. But I do want to say, man, I want to thank you because I, ever since I saw your page a couple months back, it was a big inspiration to to see somebody have that much dedication and determination because that's painful, right? Like you are making it look like it was easier than it was, but 250, sorry, 350 pounds on your knees, on your joints, on your neck, on your backs. Like that's a fucking, especially to be running at mm -hmm. all fucking workouts. Mm -hmm. That's fucking, that's, you know, applaudable. So I really appreciate you sharing that story because like, I feel like I'm going to take a personal impact from it. And hopefully maybe this will be the time I complete the 75 hard. Yeah, Thank tomorrow, you, right? <laughs> Thank you, man. But the thing on that is, man, like, it's, it's who I was surrounding myself yeah. with. Because I was not looking to the average fucking Joe who's not doing shit. I was looking at David Goggins, James yeah. Lawrence, yeah. people who are doing crazy shit who have, like, run on broken knees yeah, or broken yeah, legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when that is the standard, when that's the people that I surrounded myself with, Running didn't seem that crazy to me, That's like true. just being that heavy, even though it did, bro. It killed my, like my knees hurt, my back hurt. I could barely walk for too long without like having to pant for too, like I was <laughs> panting, like I couldn't even breathe real properly. I would run for like a minute, take take a little walk and then run another yeah. minute until I slowly etched that up. And I ran my first marathon last year, which is fucking crazy. nuts for nice. someone who couldn't even walk for 10 minutes. Fuck yeah. What was your time? Yeah, your, your time. Yeah. 4.09. Four hours oh, and nine okay. minutes. No, like, bro, I really wanted to crack the four, the four hour. hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like everyone's like go to a <laughs> yeah, mile. So like, I gotta get a sub four hour yeah. run. But I was still heavy back then. I was like two, I wanna say 250. So this year I got one in October, October 15th, the Toronto Sick. Marathon. So we'll see how that does. I hopefully Sick. will crack that. What are you weighing right now? 195, 200. 195. Yeah, okay. I, and I also want to ask you uh, a more personal question. So going from 350 pounds, for those who didn't know, and then you go all the way down to like sub 200, mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of loose skin. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you went through a procedure of getting the surgery or do you plan on it? No. So a lot of people ask me that. That's actually the number one question people ask me. Like, yo, what are you going to do with the loose skin? What are you going to do with the loose skin? Honestly, for me, it doesn't bother me that much because it was never a physical appearance issue for me, like the confidence and all that stuff. It was more to do with the mental side of things and not doing what I needed to do. Mm. And so it doesn't bother me that much. 
And also, bro, I am fucking terrified of doing surgeries. Like I've never, I've never done a surgery. I don't ever want to be put to sleep because I'm shook. I'll never wake up. Like you end up fucking going to sleep and waking up in heaven or some shit. So I just, if it's not necessary, I don't really want to do it. But maybe that'll change down the line. Okay, dude, where's that stem from? Because when I was doing my research, I saw you had a couple incidents where you had panic attacks due to to health mm, concerns. Yeah, yeah. Where's that coming from? Is it like you got traumatized as a child at the hospital or something? Bro, I have no idea. But that that panic attack situation was like. That like that wasn't even a recurring thing. That was just a one time thing. Yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah, it was just a one time thing. Except for the next year, I had panic attacks. But that was the only time like you actually called the ambulance. Yeah, like yeah. I called the ambulance or saw. And I like it's crazy to me because it's not someone. I'm not someone who grew up with depression or anxiety. Like okay. a lot of people do, which I, yeah. I feel for them, you know. Yeah. Right. And that's why it was so scary to me because I never experienced anything like that. So I genuinely thought I was having a fucking heart attack. I was gonna die. I called my boy. The ambulance comes. I'm in the back of the gurney. My heart rate's at 180 in the back of the gurney. And I'm like begging them like, yo, please don't let me die, man. Please don't let me die. I'm calling my brother like, yo, I love you. Say bye to mom and dad. Like, I thought that was it. And, you know, a lot of times people are people think that that's the situation that would scare you straight. Like, you got to be fucking stupid to go back into eating like shit. And it wasn't like I, I was on top of my shit for maybe like a month. Went on a trip to China, came back, all the momentum <laughs> gone, and that was it, bro. That was it. Fucking yeah. hell. Okay, really likes to close in China, bro. Yeah, bro. bro. No, it's, it's funny because I, I have a very similar story. Um, I was like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I was having a panic attack. I was like 17. Mm-hmm. I, and, bro, I was always a smiley kid. Never had depression. Never had anxiety. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm literally going to fucking die. I'm telling my dad, I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And fucking call an ambulance. Ambulance comes. I go there and they're like, yeah, like everything's fine. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean everything's fine? Yeah. Like, I literally just thought I was going to die. And mm-hmm. bro, anxiety, man, it's just one of those things where yo, it's like, panic ah. attacks are fucking insane. And that's why for it lasted for a whole year after because I didn't want to accept that it was just a panic attack. Because mm. accepting that it was a panic attack would have to accept that it was in my power to change it versus mm. accepting that I had a physical issue. Like, you know, I had some heart problems. Like, it's, it sounds so fucking stupid to say this, but I almost wished I had a physical problem that it wasn't like something that I had to take care of myself. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? And that's, that's what it is. It's like, it's wild. Well, so we, we uh. talked about it, right? Like you can either make your mind your slave or you could be a slave to your mind. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the bitch voice a couple of mm-hmm. times already. How do you conquer that fucking voice in your head that just always makes you want to go back to your bad habits so the thing with the bitch voice or like you know the the warrior versus the bitch inside you because everyone has a warrior inside them and everyone has that bitch voice inside them and people think that you know even now after everything i've done i've killed that bitch voice but the thing is that both voice is never dead like oh, it's sure. still inside you just so quiet and you don't listen to it anymore yes and so that's that's the end goal for anything and the way to quiet that voice uh, the way to quiet that voice down and get that warrior voice to arise is every time you say you're going to do something, you actually fucking do it. Mm. And then the warrior comes up a bit more and it comes up a little bit more until that is the person running your life. And if you can, it's literally a game, bro, because every time you don't do what you say you're going to do, the bitch voice is coming up. Yeah. And every time you do what you say you're going to do, the warrior voice is coming up. Mm. And it's a constant battle between these two voices in your head. And who's going to win at the end of the day is the person who you listen to more and who you actually did what you said you were going to do more. Oh, for sure. And that's what it comes down to. Like with everything too, it's not even just fitness. Like whatever you say you're going to do, like being a person of your word. If I said I'm going to do something, if I committed to doing something, I have to get it done regardless. Oh, for sure. And that's what it takes to you know, get rid or quiet down that bitch voice. I think that's like a very masculine trait, right? Like we see a lot of the traditional women be complaining or women in general be complaining that 
the men aren't men anymore. Yeah, and I think yeah. a huge part of that is softness. Yeah, they say they're gonna do something and then they don't they do don't. it. Uh, bro, I fucking hate that shit too, bro. God, mm-hmm. it's like, crazy. Fuck. Yeah, that, like a lot of people live their life like that. Like we are so addicted to being comfortable that nothing else matters. Like the slightest bit of discomfort or uncom- like put, mm. being put in an co- uncomfortable situation, everyone wants to just fucking run. Oh, and sure. we are trained to do this, bro. Like, f- oh, you, you, for years and years and years of your whole life growing up, you know, oh, you don't feel like doing this. It's okay. You don't have to do that today. And it's like, no, man, you have to, do, you have to do hard shit. Oh, for sure. You cannot find, you know, you cannot find discipline in a comfortable setting. You oh, have sure. to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Oh, yeah. For sure. oh, for sure. And I think the reason is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like we're so like everything, our food, shelter, clothing, that's all like fucking it's easy. Yeah. And I think it's our primal instinct. Like we're taught to fucking either we fear everything and run or face everything and rise. Mm. And we don't have to go and hunt for food anymore. Mm. So now it's like we have these little fucking problems mm. that seem like they're big problems mm. when in the grand scheme of things are not. Like, could you imagine explaining to cavemen that people are fucking depressed because they don't get likes on a post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just gonna say that, like that—that's that's fucked to me. Is like, <laughs> it's a first world problem, bro. Like for real. Like you think these people who are starving overseas are going through depression? They're fucking fighting for their life every, every single day. day. And you know, I'm not gonna knock on people. People do have clinical depression sure, or sure. actual like chemical imbalances in their brain, but a lot of the times people do not realize that depression has gotten so mainstream now because every you're forced to look at every single thing that you're doing in life right. and, and and thinking like yo is this enough or you know am i doing enough in life and mm-hmm. so sure. no one really looks at themselves and saying that i can take care of this part of my life it's like oh this is happening to me things just happen to me rather than it being something that you are the person that can control your outcome in life and no one wants to take that ownership these days. And so that's that's why most people are depressed. Oh, for sure. You're not doing the shit that you should be doing. We're not meant to be sitting down and fucking scrolling through Instagram or TikTok for 14 hours a day, <laughs> not doing anything with our life. You know, God. that's not what we're meant for. I guess it's, it's comparison as well, right? Because often you'll see the people that are afraid to be judged are often judging a lot of people themselves. And you'll for realize sure. that everything is really just yin and yang. It's fucking oh, sure. insane. It's balance. Well, that's what the, I think Goggin said this or something. You will never find someone more successful than you talking shit about you. Mm. Like it's ah. it's anyone who anyone who talks shit is usually coming from a place that's worse than you. Wow. you Goggin said this. Like you never have a fucking multi-billion dollar business guy talking shit about a guy trying to start a business. For sure. Or um, the, the, people think the biggest jacked guy in the gym is probably the scariest, meanest guy ever, but that guy is the most likely to support your journey because he knows what it's like. Oh, so sure. only the people talking shit are the people who are lit, sitting on the couch being like, you're fucking taking steroids or you're yeah, not doing yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Fair. It's just like, you're probably not doing shit with your life. No one talks shit about someone in a lower position than oh, them. For sure. Right. For sure. That's, man, that's big. I love the perspective on that. I think it was Goggins that said that. I, I remember, so, yeah. 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 But going back to 75 Hard, I wanted to ask you a question about 75 Hard, but real quick, what is a 75 Hard? So 75 Hard is a mental toughness program created by Andy Frisella. People like to think it's a fitness program because it involves two workouts a day. But, you know, there are better fitness programs out there. Like, it, you don't have to go this extreme to, be, to get your health in order. But this is the one program that I know personally that will get you in the right mental headspace to keep mm. the weight off and win at all aspects of your life. So what the program is, is for 75 straight days, you're two, doing two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. Rain, shine, snowing, blizzard, whatever the fuck it is, it has to be outside. One of them. They have 45 minutes each. Yeah. 
a gallon of water, 10 pages of reading a day. Um, dude, no, I'm like no blanking because this is how I live my life yeah. now. That it doesn't even seem like a fucking task anymore. Two workouts a day, gallon of water, no alcohol, no cheat meals, 10 pages of reading a day. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Because when I was doing my research, if I'm not mistaken, you completed 875 hard so far? No, so I did 375 hards, but there's also phases, the phases after. Yeah. So I've done like, I've probably done 375 hard and then eight of the phases. So like 11, 11 parts total. of the things of the it's program. Yeah. And from what I heard is every time you started, you've never failed I, one? I've never failed. I've never failed or quit a single phase. Like when I started, it was done till the end. That's fucking yeah. phenomenal. Jeez. The reason why I asked is because the first time I ever did 75 hard, I went literally, if I'm not mistaken, it was either 39 days or 44 days. I don't remember the numbers. One of the two days. It was like fucking perfect. And the thing that would go through my mind was in one of his episodes of the 75 Hard, the original first 75 episodes, he said something like, yo, if you could do it one day, just repeat that day over again. And that was mm -hmm. a mindset I had. Repeat the day over again. It was weird though, because I wouldn't chill. I wouldn't go out because I didn't have the discipline yet. So it was just one day I went out with my, my, my wife at the time <laughs> and everything got fucked up. And ever since then, every time I attempted 75 Hard, it's just like, I feel like because I fucked up once like mentally, I'm like, ah, oh, I could just restart again. But oh. what would, yeah, what would you say to someone out there, like, who's struggling with this and they keep fucking failing and restarting? What would your advice be being someone who just fucking try and true just did it? Wait, have you, have you finished it yet? So Never. Oh, shit. Okay. Never. See, the problem with quitting once is now you have that mental reference exactly. of the day you quit. Uh, yeah. And so if you even uh, make it to, like, what, what day did you say you like, quit on? Let's just say 39. 39. If you quit on day 39, if you make it to day 41, you already feel like a sense a of completion. Oh. And so now, you know, it gives you permission to dip because you're like, at least I beat last time. You know what I mean? Fuck. It's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's laughing what he did after. Yeah, it's crazy Fuck, how man. our mind works, man. It's so, bro. like, that's the thing is, like, but that, that also shouldn't discourage someone who's failed so many times to not continue and actually finish yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, man, like for me, winning is just putting... How I did 75 hard was doing the same thing every single day. Yeah, it's yeah. literally... That was the only way. Because whenever I started having to throw in external things, like now I got this thing I got to go to or this thing I got to go to, mm. the whole day requires thinking now yeah, versus yeah, yeah. it being on autopilot. autopilot. And that's the thing that people think I'm fucking crazy because I eat the same exact meal at the same exact time every single day. Fucking I up. might throw in a little variation, but the base layer is the exact same. And people are like, yo, this is how do you enjoy your life? How do you enjoy your food? And for me, like food now is just fuel for my body. I need these, these, this amount of protein, this amount of carbs, this amount of fats to fuel my activities for the day. And you lose this attachment to food as being like a source of dopamine, yeah. a source of happiness. Mm. Now my source of dopamine and happiness is sleeping at the end of the day and seeing that everything that I said I was going to do that day got done. Yeah. That's where I get my happiness from. For sure. And so that's the thing. Like it's, it's building habits and momentum is done through just doing the same thing repeatedly. And the thing is like especially on day 39 or something when when you that's like that's a common place for people to like quit on that day or around that area because the excitement of having to start something new is now faded yeah and it's turning mm. into something that's not no longer exciting yeah and so the it's actually funny and even wrote about this in his book the hardest days for most people is day 55 to day 65 because now mm. it's a point where all excitement is faded but you're still physically like broken from doing two workouts a yeah. day. And now it's just like, I'm so close to the end and people feel like they can celebrate early. Like it's yeah, done, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's, that's the problem. You see the physical benefit, but by day 40, I think I was, I was already down 20, 25 pounds. Yeah, yeah. It was massive. Everyone saw a difference. It was one of those things where 
It was like, you know, one thing yeah, like changing the day. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. And it was so bad too because I went like fucking almost 40 days clean eating, bro. So like that day I was having a steak. Oh, and was that the day that where you just ate, ate fucking everything, bro? Yeah, like bro. Fucking poutine, Holy fucking fuck. ribs. Bro, I remember. <laughs> bro, I felt sick the next day, bro. <laughs> right, livid, bro. Bro, right after, bro, I went straight to get fucking, and I was, I don't know how, but I was so fucking full to the point where we had to pack the food up and went right walking distance to dessert, bro. And we drove there, bro, too. Bro, I remember. I remember okay, th- th- I remember this now. Bro, this guy was actually wow. on it. And I was like, I was like, okay, this guy's killing it. Yeah, yeah. one day, in our, in our like Snapchat group chat, he sends like some crazy food. I'm like, wait, I was confused. I was like, okay, maybe it was like something. Yeah. And then he literally puts in the chat, Fuck it. I'm in a fucking, I'm, I'm quitting today. Fuck it. And bro, his snaps are just bare food, like crazy meals. <laughs> he went off the rails. Went eh? off the rails. Bro, I remember this so clearly now. It's so funny. The issue with me is, and I'm realizing this uh, as I'm getting older, is I have a very fucking psychological attachment to food. Like for a lot of people, it's just food. They just eat whatever. Like I find like love in it, bro. Like mm. I fucking, what I, what I have, bro. Is it <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, I resonate with Fuck, that bro. heavy though. It's gonna sound crazy, but like, yo, there's a big difference for me to get fast food or like fucking something from a nice kitchen, or yeah. even if my wife or my mom yeah, cooks yeah. something. It's like, bro, I could taste the love, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. why I eat at a lot of mom and pop restaurants because yeah. I could. It's so fucking. It's yeah, bad. Yeah. So that's usually the, the fucking toughest part for me is anytime I go on a fitness journey is the diet. It's like fucking mentally crushing because it's like now there's already the obstacle of you're eating less food, but now it's also like. Bro, it's so weird. I can't eat healthy food sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be eating it, bro, and like I'm starving, but it's like I just can't eat the food. I think it takes a while for your taste buds or yeah, like your palate to, sh- to, sh- to shift. Because even now, like, you know, when I eat clean for a long period of time and then I have like that cheat day, I've built that cheat day up in my head more than it actually yeah, ends up being. Because yeah. I have the food, and I'm like, bro, this doesn't even taste that uh-huh. fucking good anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I actually crave the things that I already have, which people think you're lying because they haven't done it. Yeah, yeah. But, bro, I'm telling you, like, I actually enjoy the things that I eat oh, now because sure. it, it, like, my taste buds change. Yeah. And, and then how you feel after, too. Oh, it doesn't, sure. you don't feel groggy, you don't feel like yeah. shit. Yeah. And you don't feel guilty. Because, though, the one thing that I know, what, the one thing I try to avoid all times is like, trying to feel guilty about yeah. myself because mm. a lot of times bro people do some great shit in their life one time or two times and then they go back and the that will forever leave you in a state of uncomfortable positioning with your life because once you peek behind the curtain of what it would have been like if you had continued on that path mm. so you got some success in some area of life your business your fitness your health and then you got to go back and you go full in the opposite direction you will never you will never be satisfied with your life again because yeah. you have peeked behind the curtain of what success looked like and now you fucked that off. Yeah. It's almost the sense like ignorance is bliss to a point. Like not knowing how great your life could have been yeah. is almost better than knowing and then still not doing it. Oh, for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And I think another big issue too is money makes you so much more able. Mm-hmm. Like one thing you said that fucking super resonated with me is the thing about like ordering fucking Uber Eats the mm-hmm. first thing you woke up. Bro, I went through a period of my life where money was amazing, bro. And I was fully, I quit my nine to five at that point, 100% content creator. I literally wake up, eyes not even open yet, rolling for my food, automatically going straight to skip the dishes, bro. Like, there'd be times I'm, I woke up, I don't even remember I ordered food, bro. Bro, that's exactly it was what autopilot, I used to do. bro. It was fu- when you said that, I was dying. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that was, that was literally me. We're like, now it's not that bad. But um, it's crazy because money makes you able, you know, where like you could find these bad habits. Personally, I don't drink alcohol. Never mm. did, never will. It's for religious reasons, yeah. right? So that was the easiest part of 75 hard, but like the food was just... The food is tough bro. for a lot of people, man, because yeah. like, a lot of our life is centered around food. It's oh, like, yeah. 
yo, let's go out for even the alcohol too. It's like, yo, you want to go for drinks yeah. or you want to go, you know, anything. You got a birthday. It's usually a birthday dinner. You oh, got a sure. graduation. You're celebrating someone's new job. It's oh, usually sure. a dinner. For sure. And so it's very tough to say no to these things. Yeah. And people feel like they have to say no to these things. You yeah. can still go and still choose the healthy option. Yeah. But the problem is if you have not built the discipline to yeah. say no and mm. say, and everyone around you is fucking crushing wings and burgers yeah. and shit, you're not being like, yo, give me a chicken salad. Yeah. No, no, no dressing, please. <laughs> like no one's doing that. Yeah. You know what but I mean? And so you have to have the discipline built before you oh, can able to do that. So oh, when sure. I first started, I was not even going out at all. Yeah, like, yeah, I was fair. not doing shit other than this. Yeah, yeah. This became my first priority. Fair. But even yeah. with like alcohol, like when you're out on like a dinner or whatever, it's like, oh, like let's take a shot. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, bro, I don't want to take a shot. It's like, no, no, come on, come on, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. on me, on me. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's it, people keep pushing the alcohol things on other people too is because like yeah, it's just bro. a social thing and every <laughs> and especially if you were known to be the guy that drank at one point like you used to you were the party dude you cannot say no when people yeah. bro up. yeah you, you know, get that a lot yeah yeah i used to get that a oh, lot God. now no but back then it's like bro come on who gives a fuck like just yeah, yeah, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. yeah like you're known as the party yeah, out, yeah. like you know the raging drinker like, yeah. you know, just partying <laughs> like come all on that. you're that guy bro, bro yeah. but even drunk people in general bro like so I, I i don't do it often but one two times i'll go party and not, not drink sober and it's like, just coke instead bro, yeah. <laughs> the drunk guys will be like fuck it bro it's like nah man it's a religious reason fuck it bro yeah, yeah, yeah. have a drink it's like nah, i'm bad yeah. it. bigger than this moment but that's 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 fucking crazy that's yeah. uh it's interesting. Yeah, should we all do a shot right now? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> do you indulge at all anymore? Like, do you? Yeah, do you yeah. So people think I'm like some fucking <laughs> seventy-five hard poster boy now. Like I live my entire life like this. Like seventy-five life. Yeah. And like, yo, I I live most of my life like that. Like I probably drink like maybe five times a year. Like a few okay. times a year okay. where I'm like, but I go hard. Like I'm not. I was never one of those guys that had like a beer with with like a pizza or some shit okay, like okay, that like okay. i was that's disgusting it was yeah. either yeah bro a lot of people like <laughs> casually drink i don't really do that if i'm drinking i'm getting fucked fuck like, up that's yeah, it yeah. blacking out yeah so like i do that like a few times a, a year i was gonna say a few times a, a week, week. <laughs> <laughs> yo <laughs> yeah. the, truth, the truth's coming out <laughs> exposed yeah no i do that a few times a year and i still like it's just being able to bounce back yeah because if i kept doing that for like you know a few weeks in a row or it's so easy to go down that path. Oh, you know, sure. you, you drank on Friday. People ask you to go out on Saturday. You're hung over all day <laughs> on Sunday, eating like shit, watching TV. It's so easy for Monday to roll around and be like, you said you would go, you would, this is it. It was a weekend vibe. That's it. One weekend every few months. And it's so easy to just continue on that yeah, path. Yeah, yeah. And then, bro, you're going down a dark road oh, and it's sure. so hard to get yourself out. Oh, for sure. And that's why, man, momentum is the number one thing in anything you're trying to do in life. If you have momentum in a positive direction, hold on to that shit like your life depends on it because mm. it does. Fair. Bro, that's, that's another thing. Like when, when this guy, like when you traveled, I was like, okay, that's going to be the one like period where like, okay, I'll go out for a weekend or whatever. Because yeah, when this guy's like in town or we're both in the same place, there's no way we could be like fucking off and like partying no. and whatnot. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, fucking hell. Okay, very quickly, um, a lot of people watching this may want to be starting 75 hard. What would be some suggestions you'd give them for content to read? Because the 10 pages, right? So they mm. want to pick up some books. What are some books you recommend? So when, when I first started 75 hard, the first few books that I read were all centered around getting my mind right. So now I read a bunch of business books and shit that I knowledge I would like to acquire. When I first started, it's getting my mind 
you know, pointing in the right direction in terms of being able to do things that I thought were impossible for me. So some of those books are like Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. He actually came out with another book, Never Finished, just as good. Um, Tim Grover's Relentless. I read that like oh, multiple times a yeah. year because it's just so fucking, you know, it, it aligns your goals perfectly to getting shit done. Those are great books to start off with. I read a book called Born to Run, which is about a tribe that runs 50 kilometers, 100 kilometers a day in their bare feet every wow, single day. Fuck. So it's like kind of breaking the mental barrier of what you think is possible for yeah. you, you know? And that's what, those are the types of books that I, I sought after because, you know, everyone puts these limitations on, your, on you and everyone puts, and you put these limitations on yourself as well. And so surrounding yourself with examples of people who have done crazy shit mm. made me feel like what I was doing was not that difficult. Oh, for sure. So those are the types of books that I'd like to seek oh, out sure. at the beginning. And I think sure. a good point that you made is like, you know, that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. A lot of people always ask like, oh, how do I find these people? I think people overcomplicate it. It doesn't have to be someone physical. physical yeah. It can literally be like consume fucking hours of this guy's content a day. Mm -hmm. And it's equivalent to you spending time with him. Because yeah. well, sure. we live in that world now where you bro, can literally yeah. be with them. Bro, I literally physical example, bro. Last night I watched a podcast. This morning woke up, went for a run came home took a cold shower it was fucking brutal because i haven't took one in months yeah, yeah. and then i literally because i heard you guys saying the podcast talking about relentless i love that book read it a couple times I'm like you know what fuck it i haven't read in three months yeah let's grab relentless yeah. start from the beginning oh you started like, reading that yeah like that's fucking crazy yeah, bro yeah. literally from the podcast i heard both yeah, even yeah. andy said he raised it a couple times a year i'm like you know what i haven't read this one in like i think two years now yeah, i don't think i've read that one. Oh, it's fucking that's great, one, man. one that's, that's a short read too it's yeah, like 160 yeah. pages or something yeah, but i'm like fuck it like that's so important it could be like that one Bro, how many times do you like on social media to you, you're fucking, you're scrolling, watching nonsense and one motivational clip will come off and it's like, turn the fucking phone off. Yeah, yeah. Just get back to it. Okay, the best ones are those videos you know? where like, it'll be like a one second, like a hot girl and then it'll be like, get off your fucking phone, <laughs> oh, bitch. Yeah, that those are so hilarious. funny. Those That's too. hilarious. <laughs> so good. Ones. I love those ones. <laughs> um, we're basically, unfortunately, we're, we're really short on time. So let's talk we, about, um, we have a couple of these questions. Can we just rapid fire them yeah, to just you? Like quickly. Yeah, just, just cause we do want to get through them. Uh, the first one is, uh, how does it feel? You know, obviously we touched on Andy Fisilla, you know, being a big part of your life and now, you know, giving the recognition, but also fucking Elon Musk. The ghost. We saw Elon Musk tweet back or to you on one of your posts. Yeah, bro. I didn't even post that. Some guy posted. I don't even have Twitter. Like, oh, I don't I don't really have Twitter. Some guy posted my video and then I woke up. I was I never look at my phone until I come back from my run. And so I come back from my run. And I'm looking at a bunch of people sending me pictures of fucking Elon, Elon. saying, wow. And I was yeah, like, shit, man, that's fucking crazy. Legendary. That's nuts. Fucking legendary. That's, that's fucking sick. Um, okay, what, what was the moment uh, that you decided you wanted to make change? Like, what clicked for you? What was, like, your, your epiphany moment? You know, a lot of people like to pinpoint a specific moment or think that they can pinpoint a specific moment. I, I really don't think there was a specific thing that made me want to start. There's a final straw, obviously the last thing that made me want to change, which was like a trip to Mexico with the boys. We're all partying and we usually go to these trips and party and drink and, and do whatever the fuck we want to do. But eventually it, went, it was during COVID and so no one was on the resort, no one to party with. So everyone wanted to do like random shit like skidoo, jet ski, all these things that require fucking moving, which I hate, which I couldn't do. And so... Coming back from that trip, I was like, bro, this is it. My boy had just done 75 hard back in December. He was going for his second round. He asked me to do it with him, and that's that's how I started. But there's not a single moment that like re that I could define as that made me hit rock bottom, that that's mm. what it was, you know? It was just a sum of like just being tired over and over and over again. 
Okay, fair. And also, very quickly, I want to ask, because I when doing research, I saw that you went through a fitness journey in the past before, 16 to 23, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that helped you doing this 70, versus someone starting cold turkey? I think it did. Like, it would be naive of me to say no. Or, yeah. Like, it was. Like, I knew how to work out. Yeah. I, I didn't really know much about the diet side of things, but I knew how to lift weights. I knew how to exercise properly. Yeah. Um, so it definitely did help me. And I, it's something that like you can it's, you can always reference back. Like I've been through that struggle before of having to push myself. Yeah. And so it definitely did help. I oh, would for say sure. for sure. And I think that time the main motivator was you just want to get a girlfriend yeah, or something. Yeah. You want to get girls. Yeah, yeah. So how's that? Are you are you married now? Do you have a girlfriend? No, no. I'm so not you're just married. running through chicks now. No, huh? no, not at all, bro. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I don't have the time to do that now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, okay. it gets replaced. Like back then you're in university. That, that's all you got time for, man. Yeah. It's like school and trying to chase girls. Yeah. Now it's like I got so many things on my agenda. Is like, I'm, that's not that's not a main priority for me right now. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. fair. And I want to ask, because you touched on meditation, obviously fitness has been a big part. Have you like, and if, if comfortable talking about this, will you dabble in like the semen retention, no fat realm? No, not really. Like I, I, I for like the 75 hard phases and shit, I didn't do it. Like I, I, I would try not to like do the semen retention or the no fat thing for 30 days or whatever during those phases. But it's like not, not nothing I did seriously. You know okay. what I mean? Dude, he was out in China fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he was out there fucking. Out there fucking slaying. God. Okay. Yo, let's, let's skip the next one. But let's talk about, uh, so you have a new audience and it seems like you've literally taken social media like that. Are there any plans or what are some of your goals you have with this new audience? So I... I want to help as many people as possible because like, by showing them that it's possible because a lot of people don't think that they can actually do it. You know, it's sure. like they're 300, 400 pounds. They're just sitting at their house and they don't think they could possibly do it. So I do want to get into the coaching business side of things and like actually helping people one on one more intimate rather than just a mass scale thing that I'm okay. doing now. It's just a matter of getting the. Uh, my schedule aligned with the shit that I do for Truewood and yeah. and getting this in line. But it's definitely something I want to do. That's fine. I also want to ask, what's it called? Um, how does it fucking feel, man? Because obviously going from, from fat to not now in shape, but like you almost went from being like more or less a nobody to fucking now famous. Yeah. I mean, I would, it doesn't feel any different to me, bro, for no? real. Like it feels the exact same. I'm the exact same dude. Yeah. Because like fame or like all these followers or something was not never something I, I wanted. wanted to, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is like, bro, I fucking hate filming shit. I, I hate putting myself out there, you know? Like... <laughs> Bro, growing he up, hates it here, guys. Yeah, bro, 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 growing up, man, my or like not even growing up before all this, my Instagram looked like a fucking bot account. Like it was like <laughs> five posts. I'd never post stories, and like I'm just not a dude who puts my shit out there. And so man. it is uncomfortable for me to have to like sit in front of the camera. And as soon as I turn on that camera, it's like, bro, it's just like I'm get put in my head and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's why I want to do it every single day because it, it's like forcing me to do something that I have resistance to yeah. and a lot of times bro the resistance is your answer the mm. thing you have the most resistance to is the thing that you need to be doing yeah and so that's what i try to live by right. wow. phenomenal okay good. i think this is a great way for us to just jump into the final four final four yeah before we go into final four is there anything else you wanted to talk about or any other questions you have for us no i think we're good man okay so the question behind the scenes was do people treat you different from when you were fat to now yeah, people treat me different, but I don't think it's the way that most people think. So most people think that people treat you different because you look better, you know, you walk different, you're walking with more confidence. People treat me different because they know I value my word now. 
versus yeah. like I'm just a leaf in the wind, fucking blowing in whatever the direction the Fair. wind is. And so I am being treated different. I'm being taken more seriously because they know I don't say shit lightly anymore. Okay. If I say I'm going to do anything that I said I was going to do, I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to commit to coming to your house on this day. I'm going to come. Or anything that I said I'm going to do. You know what I mean? And so that's that's the difference in dynamic in terms of how people treat me now. Phenomenal. What about like the stranger? Like just fucking your your stranger encounters from being fat to not fit. Do you feel any difference in like the I think people do treat you differently. Definitely, but that's because you're carrying yourself differently. Uh, It's not because you're a different person or the way you look. Because there is a ton of fat people who are fucking like the coolest guys ever, who are like running through chicks left and right. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It has nothing to do with your appearance. It's how you feel about yourself. That's what it comes down to. And if your guilt or you feeling like shit stems from your appearance, then yes, your appearance is the reason why you have no confidence. But if you if you have no problem with your appearance, then that is not your problem with confidence. It's something else. Mm. Okay. Actual last question. Then we're going to the final four. (laughs) We have uh, this new wave of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Plus size models, like for example, like Lizzo and shit like that. Mm. How do you feel about that? Bro, I think that is the fucking dumbest thing you could ever do. Like, bro, I'm sorry, but in terms of modeling or something, a model is someone that people look up to. And I understand the other side of things, right? Because people look at it and say it was unhealthy. These, these, these girls are on like Coke and champagne diets. They're like fucking half, half of a normal body weight. You know, I understand that. But then they just went the other side of the extreme. <laughs> they didn't they, like. They literally have happy middle. They yeah. They literally just went to the complete opposite end. Like you are beautiful regardless in all shapes and sizes. No, you are fucking fat. You're gonna die in fucking ten years if you keep going that way. And so that's my view on it. And the, putting them on the cover of a health magazine, which is what they're doing now, health in all forms and shapes and Terrible. shit, as if there's some fucking icon that we need to look up to is the dumbest thing and i felt that way when i was fat this isn't the same like when i was fat i knew what i was doing was wrong and i did and i knew i this is not healthy this is not something anyone should look up to and these people are just fucking doing this as if this is now the new standard God. It's like the dumbest thing. I do not agree with the body positivity movement. Okay, there we go. That was a good one. Yo, real quick, just going across. We'll start with uh, you, I guess. Lizzo, smash or pass? Oh my god, smash for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm bro. playing, bro. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I'm it passing up. that, brother. <laughs> All right, final four. Okay, final four. Go if ahead. you had to swap lives with someone for 24 hours, who would you pick? This is a rapid fire round. Andy Frisella. Okay. Fair. Okay. Who would you say is the most motivating person of all time for you? Dave Goggins. Oh, okay. oh I don't even know that. Okay, so your whole life from the day you were born till now is written in a book. What would the title of that book be called? Fuck. That's a tough one. The Come Up. The Come Up. Okay, and then, sorry, super quick, I have to ask. Buddy. Before we ask the last question. Okay. In one of your clips, I saw you saying, first thing you do in the morning, Uber Eats, go smoke a ton of cigarettes. Do you quit smoking cigarettes? Or you still yeah, smoke? I quit cigarettes and vaping, but now I just switched to nicotine gum, which is still like an addiction to something. Okay, okay. But I, I'm, I'm weaning off the, the, the number of gums that I eat a day. Okay. So okay. that's going to hit zero. So no, no more smoking or vaping? No smoking or vaping. Okay. vaping Perfect. I had to ask. Yeah. All right. Last and final question of tonight. If today, was your dying message, if today was your dying message to the world, what would your last message be? Shit, this ain't a rapid fire question, bro. (laughs) (laughs) My dying message to the world, bro, pick some hard shit in life, regardless of what it is, and just follow that. Mm. That'd be my final message. W. 
Yeah, again, Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on today, man. We had a phenomenal conversation. Yeah. Wish we could have had some more time, but it's fine. Let's yeah. leave it at that. If y'all show enough love, let's run a part two. Yeah, we'll do a part let's two if you guys want to see it. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. For this sure. Is dope. For sure. Now, We're going to put all of your links in the description below. Definitely go over and follow my Instagram. Some phenomenal content over there. Keep you motivated. Yeah. And take it away. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed, leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until next time, remember, stay seeking success. Let's go.